So, Windows decided to update now. I still haven't updated since October. Like right now. No, but it's one of the, it's not like the, the simple updates, right? Like that take like five minutes. It literally says, working on updates, 3%. Don't turn off your PC. This will take a while. Right now, when we start. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Swords and Lasers. Um, to the actual first uh, official episode of Swords and Lasers. Um, as you can see, we're in a different area. Same set, technically, but we kind of just shifted it 90 degrees one way. Um, so yeah, we're going to be tweaking things as this goes on. And that's the, that's the open. That's fantastic. Anyways, so now I got to load up on my phone because Windows decided to update. But anyways, gosh. Okay. Is it a complete party foul if I go and close the doors really quick? Because that might be what's causing the echo. No, go for it. Dom, don't cut to me here. Cut to a close-up of Jeff. Please. <laughs> Are we continuing on? Yeah, just cut away. All right. Cut away because you're going to be talking, so we'll just cut it all. All right, it's up to you. Uh, so first thing, <laughs> Robin Hood. You guys seen the trailer? Yes. Yeah? I forgot to watch the trailer. You forgot to watch it. Have you seen it? I saw parts of it. I just know who the main actor is. I know. I and don't know. I was know. the one that suggested to watch it. <laughs> Man, I'm... <clears throat> go ahead, spoil it for me. I don't care. I don't... Oh, the spoil the trailer? Yeah, go for it. it yeah, I don't oh, want it to hinder. It looks terrible. <laughs> okay. To me. Anyways, I mean... I don't like the... I was here the entire time. <laughs> no, you weren't. Don't lie. I don't Shut like up, the... Um, don't the inaccuracy of the costumes that it, within the first... I mean, it's a trailer, so what, it's short, What, you mean the machine-stitched hood? Talking what? about Robin Hood, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You mean the machine-stitched hood? I didn't even notice that. I'm talking the, about... The poster is a close-up of the hood, and it has machine stitching for the stitching, and it's very prominent, and it looks very bad. Oh. You know what else looked bad? The CGI. You also look bad? The rest of the costumes. How about just everything? How about the trailer? The costumes look bad. I mean, the action part looked good, and I like the, um, the guy who plays Robin Hood because I liked... I really like Kingsman, although I didn't see the second one. I think he's a good actor, but yeah. I don't know how it's how much it's uh, going to save the movie. I'm excited to see that he's in more stuff, but I'm also really worried because it's just going to be like the same thing. Just like uh, I think it's uh, it's Charlie Hunnam, I think I forgot what his name is. The dude who was in King Arthur, where he was actually in like some pretty decent movies, and then like he, I, th I think he was in. You're really watching it right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can understand. I think he was in Pacific Rim, and so, like, that movie was, like, you know, everybody loved it because it was robots killing giant monsters, but now he's in this, and it's like, oh, great. Or then he went into King Arthur and, like, yeah, didn't do well. So th this, this reminded me a lot of King Arthur, mm. it, it, and that's not a good thing. Mm -mm. Um yeah, it just... I mean, King Arthur had some cool stuff. It just wasn't a good movie. Uh, no, you know. It had some cool elements in it, but it just wasn't a good movie. Yeah. And this there's, is there's, the there's always some weird things in this one where, like, there are some things that look kind of modern, like that yeah. you see today. Like the costumes. Exactly. And the I, costumes. that was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah I'm watching it right now, and the first thing I see, it's like those two guys wearing the suits, and I'm yeah. just like, that is so modern. Like, that has that yeah. Yeah. not that, right I was just time. like... Meh. Somebody... I think somebody went and found the jacket that he wears wow. in a department store. 
And it's just like, I don't know, Ro to me, Robin Hood always wore green and had a little feather hat thing. Yeah. Referencing the I mean, I, I understand, one. like, they're going for, like, their, their own style and, and stuff. <laughs> but I just, I don't think it looks good. I don't think it works. And like I said, the CGI looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I didn't even know about this movie until the other day when we brought it up. The only reason why I knew about it is because of the fact that the clothing or the, the production design was so off in terms of what a Robin Hood movie would actually look like. Yeah. So. It's infuriating. It, in the, it, at this point, do we really need another Robin Hood story? I mean, Robin Hood's badass, and I love Robin Hood. Like, I grew up watching the cartoon, and Robin Hood Men in Tights is fantastic. Yes. Um, and do we really need <coughs> another reboot? I mean, come on, Hollywood. Come up with something new. It's true. I mean... With King Arthur and like Robin Hood and stuff, it seems like they're still trying to. Hollywood has forgotten how to do adventure movies right. I feel like, and they're trying all these old properties that they keep digging up out of the grave to try to make new adventure films, but they're just not landing. Like they're trying to look for a new Pirates of the Caribbean because they messed up Pirates of the Caribbean. And you know, same thing. That's the same reason why they're coming out with another Indiana Jones because they think they can do that right, but they're not. They're not going to. They're just. Use it really using it as well, a cash cow. Well, yeah, a lot of it's just playing off in nostalgia, you know? It's yeah. Just, and, it's re and revamping for a new generation and audience so they think they can get some more money out of it. Yeah. It's, it's easier to stick it's, with uh, what's already there than to create something entirely new. Well, it's also, too, like a lot of studios are moving away from like the auteur idea and like all this kinds of stuff. And so um, I believe like the new line cinema guy actually took over Warner Brothers now and so he's very like I don't like dealing with ochers because they don't make any money and so The idea of like original content necessarily is starting to kind of die off and that's why there's a lot of franchise films like Infinity War That's at the end <laughs> We're skipping ahead We're sk skipping ahead of the outline this really strict <laughs> outline Sorry, I don't have the outline Ooh. I know I should share it with you guys um, Loser. On a with trailers, we have Venom. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. This one I did see. <laughs> yeah. Um, did so you guys, never, did you guys never... see the video of the like the Shiba Inu that had like its tongue and like stuck no. out? And, uh, mm -mm. It was really funny. And they, I, like, yeah, it looked like Venom. It was fucking funny. Have you seen the meme with the bird that looks like the Venom mask? I can't unsee it now mm. because it's like a robin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know. I, so I never really got too much into like Venom. You know, the only time I really even heard about Venom was way back in like Spider-Man 3, was it? Mm. Yeah, the bad one. Um, really bad. I mean, really bad. Ew. I yeah. actually liked it. So, like, I, I don't know much about <laughs> the I'm just like bad movies, though, so that's not that, it's not that weird. What? Dom just likes bad movies. Oh, Dom likes bad movies? Apparently. Apparently. He likes Kingdom of the yeah. Crystal Skull. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And Transformers. Which one? All, All of them. them. Oh. <laughs> well. And he likes the prequels more than the original. Hey man, look, I'll say this. <laughs> Shut up. No, nope, no, you can't. Which is wrong. Remember what we discussed last <laughs> in our pilot episode? I do when? like Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans. You're not helping yourself. <laughs> you, you need to just, you're digging yourself into a hole and you just need to stop. <laughs> Dude, you're like okay. six I'm foot proud of grave. You only have one more inch to dig. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, what do you guys feel about the trailer? I mean, <laughs> that. I feel kind of, oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I liked it um, because it's more true to um, the Venom I know and kind of grew up with, like in Marvel versus Capcom and, 
yes, the tongue is like the signature yeah. thing. Um, and just the overall mask and look um, is a lot better than Spider-Man 3. And the actor they chose is a lot better as well. Yeah. That, that says more um, Tom rock Hardy to is me. Tom Hardy actor. is in uh, like pr- almost every movie he's in is a good movie, I would say. I, don't, I can't think of anyone that's bad necessarily. I haven't seen the Batman one that he's in. so I didn't realize that was Tom Hardy until like a year or two later. Yeah, because yeah. they always cover his face. Yeah. Well, I mean, at but, that point, I didn't know who he was. Oh, he was, yeah. He was amazing at Dunkirk. He was really good in Bronson. Yeah. Um, I mean... Uh, what Batman? What, who was he? Dark Knight Bane. Rises. He was Bane. Oh. Bane. Have you guys seen that video of like him singing I'm a Scat Man in the... No. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody ad-libbed like in a Bane voice of like him singing I'm a Scat Man mm-hmm. when he's like talking to the entire stadium and it has this like reverb on it. So it sounds like he's singing it yeah. over the thing, and everybody's just like staring at him with blank expressions. <laughs> it's really funny. Look up after, but yeah, I don't know. Venom, like in terms of his appearance in the trailer, there's been a lot of a lot of jokes about it, about the whole transforming animation, you know, just like stopping it like midway through, and it just looks like the derpiest thing. <laughs> and then I don't know. He looks all right, CGI wise, not great, but that's okay. Haters are gonna it hate looks more, no matter what. Yeah. That's the thing with all subjectivity, but yeah. um, I think yeah, he does look more true to the, like the comic book Venom. I wish like the white part of his eyes were like a little bit higher. Yeah. But I mean, that's just me being nitpicky. My concern is that they're making him out to be an anti-hero. That's not what Venom is, as far as I know. They say it right in the trailer. It's right in the text. It's like anti-hero. Yeah. I'm Deadpool like, he's always once. been a always been a villain. Every portrayal I've seen him, he's always been a villain. I don't know why they're trying to make him seem like the good guy. Just what for us to care? Well, aren't they basically just putting him against Carnage? Isn't that kind of the that's idea? the rumor? I mean, isn't that kind of like Venom's wasn't evil guy? Huh? Wasn't that his son? You're asking the wrong person. Wasn't that his son? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the thing with Carnage, um, how Carnage gets born, is that. Um, so I'm assuming we've all seen Spider-Man three. Hmm. Okay, so you know that one nope. scene with uh, where Again, the I don't watch bad where the prof- where that professor it has a, like a sample of the symbiote and he does like little chemical test on it, uh, where he's trying to call Peter and he just like puts like this drop of whatever chemical. Peter. That is what kind of like spawns Carnage because that symbiote would mix with the chemicals just changes its characteristics and at that point it should have already been kind of like combined with Venom and Spider-Man and then. I don't know, escapes the lab and finds like the serial killer in jail. So that's kind of like the rough idea of where Carnage comes from. But Carnage is the spawn of Venom and Spider-Man. So the only time ever, the only time Venom is ever like a good guy is when he teams up with Spider-Man to take down Carnage because it literally takes them both to take him down. Maybe that's what they're getting to. I'd be kind of curious as to who they were to use for Spider-Man though. Like, if they would actually go as far as to get Tom Holland, which I doubt, or if they would bring back Andrew Garfield. No. I actually liked him, his portrayal of Spider-Man, but I think there was a confirmed report that Tom Holland Spider-Man was going to be in this movie, or there's going to be a reference to him. But I then, mean, it's I all gonna say, if they get, now, I guess. Yeah. If they get rights to use him, that's kind of impressive, because I figured Marvel would leave that on lock or be like, no, 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 no. Let us do Who's the movie. Venom? Sony. Sony. Doesn't Sony own Spider-Man? Yes. Sony owns Spider-Man, but they lent the rights or they yeah, something. But they're, they're just sharing the rights. Sony's Are they sharing still, it? I think so. 
So Sony could technically pull Spider-Man anytime. Well, I mean, obviously outside the contract, but they don't, you know. So I think the original deal was uh, Marvel can use Spider-Man in any of their movies, mm-hmm. and but they're gonna when Sony makes any Spider-Man movie, it's gonna have Marvel's like a creative like control, but all the financial gain goes to Sony. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So Marvel's doing all the work. So yeah. you're right about the anti-hero stuff though um they're just it seems like they're just getting on the bandwagon with like deadpool because like oh yeah that worked so let's let's instead of a villain let's just go for another anti-hero so deadpool works though only really because he's funny if he wasn't funny i don't think the movie would do as well he can break all the rules exactly because they're able to make the movie unique in the way that they break the fourth wall and stuff but yeah and it still fits the character and yeah i don't know we'll see i mean i don't have high hopes for this movie personally but that's just because i'm not really into it you know, I've always liked Venom as a villain, mm-hmm. and I'm really hoping they knocked this out of the ballpark. But for my concerns with it, that's just all I have with it. Yeah, well, only time will tell. Anyway, so how about Incredibles two? Yes, I know you, you want to talk about this. You're you're excited for it. Yes, I'm excited for Incredibles two. Um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I don't know why Disney took their time on this. Um, oh instead of pumping out several Toy Stories, the mar- their moneymaker, I guess. Because um, they can sell, like, physical merchandise that fits the uh, the movie. Same with Incredibles. Mm. Yeah. Same with Incredibles. But Well, yeah, but Toy Story, it's like you can sell actual toys, and the toys in the movie are, I mean, they're toys. So, you know. Yeah. But. but probably the reason why it's coming out now is because everybody's on the superhero kick, and it just kind of fit with their timing. Right. I feel like really the, they dip, they pull on Nemo and just kind of use the nostalgia factor really to kind of pull in like people that are older into the movie theaters because I'm sure there's kind of like a disconnect with older audiences going and seeing Coco or Frozen or Moana and stuff, mm-hmm. which I know are Disney animated. They're not Pixar animated, so it's different. But I'm sure that's kind of why they held off until now was to like rake in on the t- nostalgia factor. Mm. Well, I don't know. I feel like Pixar really has a storytelling game like down to the detail. And I feel like they wouldn't make a sequel unless they had a good enough story. That's true. That's true. That, that, that is true. However, I mean, it's still not saying that they couldn't have just been like. Doesn't this one it, pick up like right yeah. after the first one? Immediately. Like, at, immediately it, after. Yeah. That's so strange because I thought they would go like a few years later. Well, because they ended essentially Incredibles on a cliffhanger. Yeah. With the whole I am old man. I don't remember what he actually says. Yeah. But yeah. The underminer. The underminer. <laughs> 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 I am beneath you, but no one is beneath me. <laughs> See, that's going to be weird, though, going into it, because it's like, oh, it takes place right after the first one, but it's been, like, years Ten since years the first one. I mean, I don't know. I'm this mad. makes you want to watch the first one again right before you Probably. see the second one. And the storyline, um, so they're trying to bring uh, supers back into the world after they've realized, hey, you know, they've saved us already a couple of times again, so why not bring them back and encourage it? Um, but instead, um, if you've seen the trailer, they want to use um, Girls' persona more than just the whole Incredibles team. So we'll see how that kind of unfolds. And it looks like it takes a toll on um, her husband, Mr. Incredible. And it also kind of follows the whole... Um, Women and women empowerment thing, mm-hmm. I guess, which is hot right now, which is probably also another reason. Maybe they caught on to that because I know Pixar films take a while to 
develop. So they probably got wind of that and be like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Or maybe they already had it in mind. I don't know. Um, just it's okay. Not that I'm against women empowerment or anything, or um, it's just, you know, you don't don't shove it in my lines. face every chance you get. Yeah, like that's what I feel like they're doing with the Star Wars films. The lead for the last what few movies has either been Ray or Jyn Erso. So it's like, yeah, more women, more women. It's like, okay, yeah, I get that. Don't shove it in my face. Yeah, like it's obvious now. This don't more make it like movement. a crucial. Like it has to be that crucial part of the story that she's a woman. Yeah, okay, I get that. It it'd be better if it was more like someone who's kind of stepped into the role like princess leia did i thought that was you know more empowering than i don't know just someone well well like it's one thing too if it's like she's a woman because she's like it it's one thing it's like she's a woman because we wanted her to be a woman it's another thing is she's a woman because we just happened to you know we just thought it would be better that way like it's kind of that's not it's kind of difficult to word like uh, Ripley from um, Alien originally was written as a male character and then they were like it could also be it could also be casted as a female doesn't matter Ellen Ripley is now one of the most badass female characters in cinema history and is mm. like widely recognized as kind of like the first feminine you know hero essentially you know and so it's one thing if it's like she's a woman because we want her to be a woman because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's different if it's just, like, we cast her as a woman just because we could, like, you know, just because that was an opportunity. It was more, it was, it's more of, like, it's kind of hard to say. Like changing the story to fit the character you want versus writing a story. Instead of forcing it, it's better if it's more natural, I guess, is, like, the best way to kind of put it. And like I'm, I'm, I'm all for having more women roles. Like Lady Bird was amazing, and I really liked Rogue One. I know some people didn't, and I mean Ray is still an interesting character and stuff. And so I'm always for whenever like you know, little girls are able to get more role models because I know that's kind of like the factor is like the, all they get is princesses, and that's kind of why Disney's kind of starting to go for these more action hero type characters and stuff. And more diverse. Yeah. And I'm sure that's also why the Black Widow movie is coming out now instead of several years prior when she's been in the past, like, three Avengers or whatever. Well, people were asking for a Black Widow movie, like, for years now. Yeah, it's just, why did they wait till now? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it wasn't important to the the narrative leading up to uh, Infinity War and everything. I mean, yeah. Well, I then mean, if you kind of think about it, like, uh, Scarlett Johansson, she's had some solo movies. I mean, not solo movies, but, like, she's been a lead in other movies, and they just didn't hit for one reason or another so i guess maybe one concern is can she lead her own movie as a superhero well she also i've i saw an interview with her where she was saying that she auditioned for some disney lead roles like some quote-unquote princess roles but she didn't get cast for it Mm. are they voice acting roles i i don't recall okay because i could i could kind of understand there because they typically want more dainty more dainty, yeah. more higher pitch. But, I mean, she was in Her, and she, that was entirely voiceover, and I thought, like, her character in Her is badass in its own way. Like, she basically is like, I'm going to do go do my own thing now. Peace out, bro. <laughs> and, like, leaves after she, like, almost, you know, or after she was basically dating this guy. And, you know, I just, 
that's also just an interesting character, I guess. It's just, I don't know, it's cool to see more of these like women roles that are, aren't so dependent on males. I guess is really the, the kind of the way that I want, that I guess is kind of the way that I'm trying to talk about it, I guess. It's just cool. Makes me happy. Yeah. I just want to watch good movies, good <laughs> stories. Yeah, I mean, and don't force it to fit a certain gender. I mean, look at Sicario. Yeah, yeah just don't. Yeah, don't force things. That's kind of the big. Yeah. Look at Sicario. Look at Arrival. I mean, both of them have strong female leads, and mm-hmm. both of them hold their own. And it's not. It's not the story isn't centered about them being a woman. It's centered about a person who happens to be a woman. Right. That. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So. One thing I like going back to Force Awakens when that was coming out. You know, people were thrilled, like, oh, it's such a diverse cast. You got a black actor, a Mexican actor, a white actor, you know, as leads. And I remember reading this article, JJ and I think Lawrence Kasdan, when they co-wrote the script, they said something about, we just wrote the characters. We didn't have an actual gender or ethnicity in mind. It just so happened that we liked these actors, and they we thought they fit the character as what we saw on paper, like that worked. And that's how it should be. When they audition, they you the people in the audition room or whatever, the director, producers, like, oh yeah, they I felt like they were that person. And mm-hmm. that's how it should be. I guarantee that's why Sigourney Weaver got Ripley is because she fit the character better than probably most of the other applicants that applied. Mm-hmm. But Yep. Yep. It just comes down to just don't force it, really. I mean Yeah. yeah. I just I just wrote a paper on women in science fiction oh, so you? i'm like all you're fresh in this right now yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and it's a touchy subject too because everyone is very opinionated about that you know yeah so it's kind of like phrasing right how you phrase it but yeah yeah like, i'm not against it <laughs> right right yeah it's just honestly and all in all we just need more diverse people it seems like it's a lot of things are kind of going to the same exact same actors which is fine but we just need a more wide variety of people, yeah. I think, just in the acting and in this world of cinema in general, it's just that's how you get the 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 unique concepts is by these like people who try really weird things, like Swiss Army Man. That movie's weird, you know. That's you know we need more things like that. That's what makes cinema great. Yeah, bring in but, new people, new things. Side note on the Incredibles thing, I know I keep cutting you off. Oh, go for it. They uh, changed California Screaming to the Incredicoaster. That is a stupid name. Okay? Incredicoaster. That's a- Leave it. As California screaming. Branding, okay. branding, 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 marketing. Branding. <laughs> Swords and lasers spelled with an S, not a Z. <laughs> Fuck you. Then the intro with an S. Bleep that, Dom. <laughs> you bleep that. You said it. Speaking yeah, of new take things. Take that sound bite. Great segue. Dom, I want to talk to you real quick. Okay. You Uh-oh. specifically. Oh, boy. I know you're going to nerd out with me on this. Uh, you going to leave us? Huh? No, it's okay. Go for it. Star Wars Resistance. Woo! Woo! Yep. I am. I'm excited, and we haven't even seen anything, but I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, so, um, do you want me to describe what it's about, or do you want yes, to? Yes, please explain. I mean, so <laughs> well, I mean, it just so for for you two, if you since you probably don't know anything about it. Um, so do you know about Star Wars Rebels? Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is how this conversation is going to go. <laughs> Well, it's another it's another <laughs> animated TV series, right? Um, Resistance. Like, yeah. Are you describing Rebels right now? Rebels. Resistance. I thought you were Rebels. describing Rebels. Well, no. Well, I'm now that we have the audience confused, <laughs> I mean, it's we're like, talking about Resistance, not yeah. Rebels. Yeah. So Resistance is the new one. It takes place before the Force Awakens. So it's like. So it's in between six and seven. Yep. 
it's like in that era as the first order is like rising to power. Rebels? Huh? Is it like the Rebels? Yeah, it's so like. Is, it, is it going to follow like Leia and stuff, or how they announced that? No, no, no. They did announce that it will have um, Dameron and like Phasma. That and, doesn't surprise me. And um, Isaac. What's his name? I'm blinking on his name. Oscar Isaac. That's yeah. Poe Dameron. Yeah, he'll be he'll be coming back to like voice him, and so we'll. Uh, By the way, you said he was Hispanic. He's actually Armenian. Oh, my bad. I think. What? I think. I'm, I'm was this sure. a debate? Oh. Well, no, he, he just looks he Mexican. Hispanic, but he's. Don't pretty sure he's Armenian because he was in an Armenian movie, and I know like everybody who's Armenian loves him. Well, actually, anyway. he was born in Guatemala. Ooh. I would look that up, but Windows is updating. It's at like 20. So what does that mean? What is he then? Is he Hispanic? Or is he Mexican? He's Guatemalan. But Guatemalan? Latin. Spanish? Latin-ish something. I just offended like four different types of people. Probably. We're going to get a lot of hate. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they're changing up the art style this time. Is that confirmed? Like yeah, for yeah. sure? Or? Said, did you read the article when it was announced? No. The like... I know it's a new animated series, but like I, I, the article that I read didn't specifically say what kind of animation. Like, oh, no, 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 I think it was gonna be like a more anime-ish look. So it, it said right? it was it's anime inspired, and I so I don't know if that means it's like traditional two D like anime style, or if it's like uh, Ruby, where it's like anime style, but it's three D animation. I'm trying to picture. I feel like it would be weird for them to go to 2D now because they've done 3D with like Clone Wars and Rebels. It's probably going to be a hybrid. Well, that's yeah. It's going to be two and a half D or something stupid. I hope so. I mean, I'll be fine either way. Oh well, have you seen the the art for it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Just a little thing of. I just thought, but it's hard to tell with that image. Like, I I, you can't. Mm, It looks like it's probably going to be a 2D thing. That's what it looks like. Maybe with 3D effects. Maybe. Maybe it's possible. I mean, it says, yeah, I mean, yeah. Honestly, it's probably animated in Maya and all that kinds of stuff. Oh, but. Yeah. but I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, too. I, I, um, I've i always been a fan of those animated series of Clone Wars, Rebels. So they they really have good storytelling. Um, like what we discussed in the pilot, I'm tired of the whole Rebel Imperial era, whether it's post or you know, or pre, I want them to go somewhere else. The Civil War, the yeah, Galactic Civil War era has like run its course. Yeah, but yeah. I guess to flesh out these characters a little bit more, great. You know, people like Poe Dameron, people really like Phasma, and we still got nothing out of her really in the movies except for that one novel and comic series. Maybe she'll that's probably in this one. that's yeah. probably what I'm most excited for with this is like hopefully they do a lot with like Phasma, mm-hmm. right, and build out that character more. So well, has know. there has there been any dialogue between like Poe and um, Phasma before? Like in, like, maybe in the, the books. I haven't read the books, but I was just thinking like maybe it's like it turns out that really Poe and Phasma are like really like they're against each other the entire time, and it turns out that they have like this big rivalry, and like that would be kind of cool, you yeah. know. And then they do a callback in the next one if they finally meet face to face, and it's like, hey, what's up? Hey. Remember me? Like, hey, you know. yeah. My one issue, it's just a little issue is that it's about another pilot. It's about another pilot in the Star Wars galaxy. We've had so many stories about pilots. You know, Luke was a pilot. Anakin was a pilot. Um, Was Luke a pilot, though? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He uh, flew his T-whatever, shooting womp rats. T-16? Was it a T-16? But, like, his profession wasn't a pilot. Well, no, but that no, was but a, a in the feature. Like, even in A New Hope, you know, he was he piloted the X-Wing yeah, like, perfectly. As a soldier, um, his thing in the rebel, in the Rebellions that he, he was really good at, at flying. 
Um, oh, okay. Just then, like his like, father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like, Hera was a pilot. That was a big thing. She's a fantastic pilot. Like, we have so many pilots. Well, well then again, you can't ignore the fact that this is space. It's yeah, sp- I was going to say, it's space. I too, so it's like, there's a lot of flying. It makes sense. I don't um, know, man. It's just more Anakin pilots. was the best pod racer, so. Yeah, he's a great pilot. Pod racing isn't pilot. Did you guys ranger. see Darth Vader skills in Rebels? Shut up, Tom. What? You know, like Darth Spoilers. Vader or Anakin, Darth Vader doesn't matter. Spoil. Yeah. Um, he was so what? Spoiling. Do you care? No, I'm just giving you a hard time. Okay. Um, in the season two, yeah, season two premiere of Rebels, Darth Vader goes after like the main main group of heroes, falls into hyperspace, and he takes out like a dozen oh, fighters yeah. flying backwards in space, and everyone's like, "Who is this guy?" Yep. And, and I was like, that is Darth Vader at like one of his most bad beep moments. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited really? for them to build up this era more, you know, because there's so much that we don't know about like what happens after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And, you know, before Force Awakens. So we will see. They haven't said if it's going to include anybody from like the original trilogy yet. They have not said, no. No, I'm so, hoping they bring back characters from the Rebels series. How many years is there between? Um, A lot. Because I'm trying to think of like how old 20. Leia would have aged. It's yeah. 30 years. 30 years? 30 years? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. So they got a lot of room to work with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're pro- honestly, they're probably going to shove a ton of different, uh, like, different, uh, not seasons. What am I looking for? A series, I guess? Like, they're oh, like within that era. They're going to do a resist. They're going to do Star Wars Resistance. They're going to do another one, another one, another one. I hope this one's like so. Rebels where it ran like four seasons and it had like a hard end, you know? Like it had a good beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be like Clone Wars where it goes for like six seasons and they had planned like up to nine. Well, I mean, that scenario was because Disney bought Lucasfilm. Well, I know. But but even with Clone like I love Clone Wars. I love Clone Wars. Yeah. And I still even think like nine seasons is a lot. No, like, I think George Lucas, much. George Lucas said, George Lucas said that he had enough script material for 12 seasons. Yeah, which is fantastic because that's a lot of stuff. And I think Clone Wars can maybe get away with it because Clone Wars kind of spanned a ton of different areas within also, that era. It wasn't a linear story, right? Like it no. was told out of order. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Rebels followed like a set group of people. But but that's what I mean. Like if Resistance, because I think it follows like this one like pilot. Mm. Um, <laughs> Spy. <laughs> you, you can't, I don't, I hope they don't try to do like a ton of seasons with that. I, I'd like it to be like Rebels where it has a good beginning, middle, and end. Mm. But only time will tell. I hope they release a trailer soon. I don't know. I hope for a lot of things. But that's a thing. Yeah. I hope for Tales of a Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Oh, man. I heard that was like a good like little series, right? The book? You're talking about the book? Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of stuff in the pipeline for like shows and movies now. You know, or, or a lot of directors lined up, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Some of the books are really, really good. I mean, I know you don't like to read, but... No. Um, I mean, I've only heard about Tales of a Bounty Hunter through my mom. Oh, interesting. But for, I mean, if any of you guys are interested, there are some canon books now that are really, really good. Like, they are spot on. Mm-hmm. So I've heard it. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Hell yeah. Yeah. I love the to- I love the reboot of the Tomb Raider. I like the originals too, but this new one, these new ones, they just have a new feel to them, and it's really amazing. Yeah. The CG, the CG trailer is really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, no CG trailers, no gameplay, but still new. I'm kind of skeptical of the location. Um, the other ones are kind of just like islands. Now this one's like specifically Aztec or Mayan yeah. or whatever it is. I, I 
don't watch trailers, so I didn't. I just was like, hey, it's announced. It looked really brutal um, with the pickaxe. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that game has it to where there's like a death animation to where you can get skewered in the face by a tree. Yeah. Um, there's other ones where you watch her drown. There, there, the, the, the game's brutal. It's not. It's not. That's. I mean, it's. It's Laura Croft going through like the impossible and like getting her ass kicked the entire game. Yeah. And it's amazing. Not because she's getting her ass kicked, but because she's awesome and she just kills everybody. Yeah. yeah and right. they're genuinely just fun games. The tombs are always amazing. The story is usually pretty entertaining and You have anything yeah. you want to see in the game? Anything you don't want to see? Honestly they each time is like a different adventure, so there's not really too much of a bleed over. I know this one is like this is supposed to be the the last one of her origin story, so I'm gonna I'm kind of curious to where they're gonna go after it. I really hope they continue making them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, um, I always the bow the like I always love video games that have bows in them. I don't know why. I just love bows and arrows, probably because of Robin Hood, honestly. Um, but yeah, like there's something satisfying about running around in that game and just like messing people up all the time because you can just the there's always a wealth of like weapons that you can use and then on top of that like the bow usually has like three or four different types of ammunition that you can use for it so you can like poison or explosive or whatever and then um it's just it's such a fun game and la- this last the last one the rise of the tomb raider they made um like they did like side quests and stuff and the side quests you could get like unique weapons and you unique armor and stuff and that would give you like added bonuses and it just it just makes like I love games like that like um, I really liked the original Assassin's Creeds because you could go into the assassin tombs, and then you would get like a really cool armor piece. That's that's like that's whenever a game has that I'm like automatically sold. Yeah. So, Tomb Raider has that, and then it's also just genuinely a fun game, and yeah, like it's always really pretty. The achievements are fun to get. Mm-hmm. Stories, the the DLCs for this last one were kind of crazy. One with a Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. About like a Russian crazy person. And it had to do with like a hallucin- hallucinogenic like mushroom that was in this area. And it would make Laura like hallucinate. So at one point she thought she was getting attacked by a giant house chicken. Nice. So yeah, they're pretty, they get pretty crazy. But yeah, this is, uh, this is really random. But, uh, Destiny 2 is oh, Destiny 2 is $12 on Humble Bundle right now. Can you afford the $12? <laughs> this is basically <laughs> just a conversation between Jeff and I. Yeah, yeah. I know that's why that's why I, I, yeah. Um, we're here yeah. too, guys. Huh? I'm like we're here too. No, we'll, no, we'll get trust me. We're going to have a big group discussion about something here in a minute, but you know, Tomb Raider is kind of a one man subject. Yeah. I mean, now they're just like, hmm. Seriously, though, if you guys haven't had the chance to play Tomb Raider, I know you don't play video games that much, but if you're able to. I've seen, like, the original, and I don't remember if it was the beginning or not, or how I started playing it, but I was just, like, frustrated as heck, because I was like, how do I get out of this room? The new ones are different. So, they're not, they're less puzzly, and they're more story, and they're single player. Do you have the season pass for, on PC for Destiny? Sorry, yes. I, I'm no, I'm jumping back. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Well, looks like Jeff's <laughs> gonna get Destiny. Yeah. Okay. So it's only the base game, so I'd still have to yeah. get the DLC separately. But I mean, I still need to level up my PC account, anyways. Yeah. So I'll probably get the base game. Let's get back to the group subject. 
No, but hey, it's a discussion, man. It is a discussion, but it's only between you and I. Yeah. So Red <laughs> my, Dead. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, Jeff, but just for my two cents into Tomb Raider, the only thing I can appreciate about that series, even though I never played it, is the fact that it has that exploring archaeological element to it and exploring Which, ancient stuff. Actually, they've gotten really good at that. And if you go through and do, if you 100% it like I did, um, go and get all the extra like bonus stuff, that's another thing that's really cool is all the side challenges. Oh, that game's so good. Um, but they actually have, like, passages where, like, Laura has to level up her Latin or her Russian or mm-hmm. her whatever it is to be able to understand, like, these pillars. And mm-hmm. it kind of tells you, like, the story of the area. And, like, you might like it from that perspective because there mm-hmm. is, like, uh, Onis and all this kinds of stuff because one of them takes place in the Sea of Japan. Oh, okay, those masks. And so all that. you might find that kind of – you might find that stuff – interesting because i probably I don't know would how be- accurate it is but yeah i mean i probably would because um i played the uncharted series and i really liked that it's not my favorite series but i really liked it for those reasons yeah um a lot of people who like uncharted don't like tomb raider but that's because they're like well uncharted's better why because it's uncharted like they're not they're not giving a real reason they, no i think you know who i'm referencing um yeah <laughs> Anyway, that's my two cents. That was more than two, Dom. I think that was like four. But check it out, seriously. It's it's a fun game. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a PS4 copy. Otherwise, I would totally lend it to you. Oh, well, I appreciate it. You have a PS4 only? I used to have an Xbox One, but then I sold it to buy my camera. Fair Probably trade. a good idea. Yeah. Um, they recently released Just a trailer for uh, Red Dead 2. Really dumbass, really. I don't know if you guys, you guys don't remember any of that? No, I remember that. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Did you? Okay. I guess like somebody was like, hey, what is Rockstar working on right now? And it was like an AMA. And one of the devs was like, really dumbass, really too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, so it was like an actual trailer because I think the last one was just a teaser. Yeah. The last one was just beauty shots of the environment. And it's a prequel. Because we all love those. Yeah. Which I don't understand because has anybody played the original? Or the I guess the original Red Dead, not Red Dead Revolver, because no one cares about that game. Oh, like the original original Red Dead? Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Oh wait, no, sorry, a little bit. I played like the beginning. Have you played it? Mm-mm. The, no. no. I know. I know. I the watched story, the trailer. Well, and again, this is a one-way essentially conversation. Essentially, what happens is towards the end is just you start playing as a son at the end of the game, and I don't understand. His son looks exactly like him, but I don't understand why they didn't go with him which it could totally be like it's just him it's like it's actually his son and they're explaining why he has why he looks so much like him or something i don't know next thing you know it's westworld yeah but i mean everybody's matching up the scars with actual john marston which they had jack i don't know why they didn't go with jack and it doesn't make sense for it to be red dead redemption 2 if it's a prequel yeah, I mean, I have faith that Rockstar is still going to make a pretty, you know, good story. And good no, game. yeah, I mean, they will. And the game was, like, Red Dead was fun, mm. especially fist fighting bears and cougars and stuff in the woods. But As you do. Yeah. And uh, fighting, uh, fist fighting on a bridge above a riverbank, you can't swim in the game. So whenever you fall oh, in the water, die. you die. Yeah. Like a Spartan. And, yeah. So we, me and my friends on Xbox Live, we would just go and we'd fist fight. And then eventually we'd push the other one off the bridge and kill them essentially. But and then fist fighting bears is always fun because they just come up and they one hit you and they throw your body across the room. Of course. <laughs> Since it's a western, where was there a lot of uh... okay corral? 
Yeah. Was there a lot of horse riding? Any fights while you're horse riding? Or? Yeah. Um, it was like, as far as a Western goes, like it had all of the, like all the iconography. You were able to tie people up, put them on train tracks, <laughs> have them get run over by the train. Um, you, were, you were able to, you know, ride carriages, ride horses. And online, if you got up to the highest rank, you would get the zebra donkey which was a donkey that looked like a zebra, and that motherfucker was fast. <laughs> My friend ran off so many clips with that thing. It was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, it's it has pretty much all of the stuff. Like, literally one of the first missions is you go and you wrangle a bunch of cattle. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a fun game. Like, Rockstar, I, I'm glad they're making a second one. I've been waiting for it since the first one came out. So I'm excited for it. Well, didn't that first game come out, like, 10 years ago yeah it came out with the 360 and the ps3 like kind of in the middle of their life cycle hmm. so looks like this one isn't going to be on pc or at least they haven't they haven't released a date yet. and i mean i think uh, gta 5 was pushed back a little bit for pc release too yeah so I, i'm but. sure they'll add it in the future unless they were like we had so many problems with gta 5 on pc we're not going to deal with it anymore but We'll see. If they don't put it on PC, I'm going to be sad because that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I've been converted to PC since I, you know. The master I've been race. trying to figure <laughs> out where I would buy the game, honestly, because mm-hmm. I have so many friends that I have on Xbox. You know, a few of them, like Brandon and right, Austin yeah. and all yeah. them. You guys don't know them, so unfortunately. But um, um, they're cool people. They're fun. We would fist fight bears, like I just said. Um, and, yeah, like... Together? I, in real yeah. life? In we real would, life. We would fist fight bears. <laughs> we would honestly stay up till 3 o'clock in the woods and pretend to be rednecks, and then a bear would come up, and then do we do would start do. punching them, and then the bear would just swat us, and we would go flying, and then it was like run back to the cabin. They, yeah, there was a couple times where I would be staring out of a doorway, and you would just see Austin come running by, and he's just screaming, and then you'd see like three or four cougars just chasing after him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, the online experience is really fun. So, yeah. I mean, I want you get on an Xbox then. Yeah. I mean, at least now. Assuming if that's the only option, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the only option right now. But, anyways. So, friends, it's time for that part of the podcast. <laughs> Here we go. There is a huge spoiler warning for this segment of the podcast. So, if you have not, if you seen haven't seen Infinity War, don't bother because it sucks. Yeah, if you haven't seen Infinity War, That's don't harsh. watch this portion of the podcast. Or if you don't I'm care harsh. if it gets spoiled for you, watch it. You do you. I don't care. I haven't seen it, but I've got everything spoiled for me. So that's fantastic. Anyways, <laughs> Infinity War, guys. Everyone dies. Everyone. Dies. Eventually. You mean they're dead for this movie and they're going to come back. Dies. Because of the contract and the you know, <laughs> licensing and everything. Because the, yeah. they have schedules. more movies to make. Exactly. I mean, they just need a boatload of money off of Black Panther. And they're, they're not going to legitimately kill him. And that's what that's what kind of bothers me with this movie is, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, they're dead. And it's like, no, oh, they're dead for a year until you see the next movie, and they're not dead anymore. Oh, my God. I mean, I read something that they're basically. Oh, no. Because, like, they, they, they turn to dust, right? Mr. Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I heard something that's like they're stored in like the, one of the stones or something. That's so like, a rumor, I think. Well, or, or, like, or not a rumor, it, a theory. Was it the soul stone thing that I was talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's like they're not really gone. A few of them really died, though, right? A few of them actually, like, yes. Loki. Like, yeah. Yeah, Loki. Like, he got he, choked to death. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah like, by Thanos, he in just the like the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. sucked. <laughs> sucked. That was like oh. such a quick end to, to Loki, and like, it's okay. Damn. He's a B movie character. So, 
Huh? He's a B character. No. He hasn't had a standalone. Just wait. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, that was actually the fake it's a prequel. Loki. <laughs> what do you guys think about it, though? I really like the movie. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's like the best movie of, of the series, of the, of the universe. I actually like some of the Captain America movies much more. Um, but I thought it was well put together. Not perfect, but really well put together, seeing as they put together so many superheroes in one movie they this is like the biggest undertaking i think in cinema history with so many big characters except for ant-man probably because he's filming that and i think the how they dealt with them the story was like oh they mentioned somewhere it's like oh so someone's on house arrest i'm like yeah Yeah. (laughs) because that's supposed to be the whole plot of like ant-man and the wasp i think Mm. So, like, that, that whole Ant-Man and the Wasp thing is supposed to be taking place during Infinity War, basically. So that's why he's not in this one. Mm. But he'll probably be in the next one. Can't wait. I can tell by your face. <laughs> the sad part is I'm probably still going to see it. But yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm so... At this point, I might as well wait to see Infinity War until it comes out on something. I don't know. You can go watch it at the $3 theater. <laughs> that's true. Yes. It feels like a pit stop movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is is it my part of the podcast where I can just hijack again and just yes. complain you about? You say we can want, man. This is a conversation. No, you wait. <laughs> I, I mean, I can go. I can go last because I'm probably. Zach, gonna have you're a going lot off of the teleprompter. Emotions. We're shooting on DSLR, so we don't have teleprompters. True. I mean, we could. There, who, for for all they know, we've got a guy back there with a sign that's just like flipping him around, and who's freaking out right now because we're saying the wrong thing. It's actually Dom. No, I'm just kidding. It's out of order. <laughs> out of order. Dom's it's the my pub. phone. <laughs> and this brings the end. Of the- Wait, that's not the right card. <laughs> <laughs> just go off. But yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about it. A lot of like people that are like in like Marvel stuff, they love this movie. You know? Yes. Yeah. Or they love. hated it and they were genuinely upset with it because they thought all their characters died, even though they can't understand that there's a release schedule that Black Panther's coming back in the next year. So clearly they're not getting rid of him. Well, I went into it um, not knowing really the comics except for that I knew that half of them were supposed to die, die, because they don't really die. They just kind of turn into dust. So, and then um, that, this, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I like Dominic. I thought it was really well put together and um, it was I cried, like got teary-eyed during two scenes and actually cried um, during another. So it's the most I've ever cried during a Marvel movie. It got me in the feels really bad. <laughs> Can I ask what scenes? Sure. Um, the first one was um, the conversation between uh, Gamora and Star-Lord when uh, Thanos was holding her. Well. Prior to that, too, I kind of got teary-eyed when she made him promise to kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, then it got teary-eyed again when he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then he finally decides to do it, but then it's just bubbles. And um, the next one was when Thanos uh, decide, knew, realized he had to kill Grimoire for the Soul Stone. Got a little teary-eyed on that one. And then actually crying when the Scarlet Witch was uh, trying to destroy the Mind Stone. Okay. Just because their connection and everything, I felt yeah. it. The only the only time I felt 
anything was when uh, Star Lord started beating the crap out of Thanos, because I guess that was the only, that was really the only piece. That's that the I only time I felt rage because for. he was just going off on his own when they almost had the gauntlet. I mean, but yeah, I know it's part of the story, classic. but it's still infuriating. Yeah, but watch. that's the only time I actually felt because, like, you know. If in the same situation where he was like, well, I could have saved all of this. And then it's like, well, great. It's my fault. And like, it, it, it makes sense. I guess to somebody who's an angry person, but you can relate the rest of the, the rest of the movie. I haven't seen a lot of the other Marvel movies. I've only seen like six, I think in total. And I've seen, and I genuinely really liked and actually got, I actually kind of teared up a little bit during, um, guardians of the galaxy two, like the whole, ending thing and like the I don't know just the relationship between Gamora and like Star-Lord like actually kind of was like oh like you know like when you're a little kid and you're like I want to be like that like that kind of like nostalgia factor I guess kicked in where I was like wow I actually really do like these characters and that's kind of hard for me to find in the Marvel Universe and I didn't really feel too sad when Gamora died and then um, I also like Tony Stark as a character but he just wasn't doing it for me in this movie. And tall Peter Dinklage really bothered me. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so... Peter Dinklage has a cameo He's as a, a dwarf. Ca- yeah, he's a dwarf. Oh, oh, yeah. large dwarf. That bothered you? Yes, it pissed me off. Because he's in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Wait, yeah, okay. explain. So Jeff's seen, yeah, Jeff's seen Game of Thrones, so he knows who Peter Dinklage is and he knows that he plays a dwarf. Well, he plays a dwarf in this too, right? Okay. He's taller than, like... He's basically taller than the Hulk, but yeah... The Hulk's not there, but he's like taller than Thor. So like he's massive. So they actually reference right. Thor one in this where how Thor's hammer was made out of a dying star. So Thor wants to get a weapon strong enough to kill Thanos. So they go to where that star is, and it turns out it's kind of like this finer refinery kind of place, and it's being it's run by like three hundred dwarves, and they forge these really powerful weapons. But there only there's only one dwarf that survived because Thanos killed them, like the rest. And it's Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage's character. He like shows up and starts attacking them, thinking like they're enemies or whatever. And he's just like giant, like and he huge. Has, they like Thanos casted his hands in like metal, so essentially he can't make weapons anymore. But he still can technically, yeah. Because he of. made he made he was commissioned to make the gauntlet for Thanos, and mm-hmm. so that's. When Thanos had it made, he killed everybody else but him. Saying commission makes him feel like a Twitter artist. <laughs> and then speaking of uh, being commissioned to make the gauntlet, that like uh, brings up a big plot hole in the universe um, of the MCU because people are just saying, like, wait, if he made the gauntlet, and then going back to the Avengers 2 ending credits scene where Thanos comes up and says, fine, I'll just, do, I'll just take care of it myself. There's the gauntlet. Well, where does that fall in line in terms of timeline? You know, like some things are kind of out of place. Yeah. Um, and apparently the director, yeah, and then apparently the directors from that movie said, not our movie. Like, I, I don't know. I guess that suggests that that ending scene was not filmed by them. It was probably done by someone else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was Weird. just a bunch of plot holes that just came up. I need to find pictures of this Peter Dinklage nonsense. Yeah, it looks really weird. Yeah, there's a lot of memes especially now. especially after knowing him from Game of Thrones and going to that. Yeah, there's a and lot obviously of he's in other out. things, but I know it's your favorite subject. I just, I, I honestly, I genuinely did want to like the movie. It's just 
I. I, I didn't know. really care for Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? I kind of had a struggle through the second one. I'm surprised that you would even care for Gamora then. I know, right? That it's just the relationship between them, and yeah, I felt it. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, a lot of the stuff just didn't sit well. I was kind of just like waiting for it to be over, and I wanted to like it. The person who I was with like was shaking with anticipation, mainly because I kept telling her that Captain America was going to die. She loves Captain America. Oh okay. <laughs> Speaking of Captain America, just had to interject. When they, I was waiting for him to show up in this movie. They and finally when, made him cool. And when he popped up, I was like, woo, in the theater. I was like the only one that did it. And my girlfriend was like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and they finally made him cool in this one. And that beard, though. All the other ones kind of was bleh. And you were talking about Tony. Um, I wanted to talk about, like, my theories behind oh, why. Oh, boy. No, well, I just got I got to talk about the CG really quick. Oh, okay. Or you, you can go since you're already talking. All right. I'm going. Be a gentleman. The, uh, the theory behind why the time stone was given up so easily Um to save Tony is because I think in all the multiple, um, the hundreds and millions of different timelines that Dr. Strange saw, uh, the one where they won, Tony plays a significant role in it. And so that's why he was willing to give up the time stone um, in order to spare Tony's life because he plays a crucial role in the survival of the universe. Yeah. yeah, I can kind of I see agree. that, actually. Um, my thoughts on that was one of two different things. One, where there was a moment before the whole battle sequence where Doctor Strange says, if there comes a time where I have to pick between the Time Stone and saving you and, or saving the kid, I will not hesitate to save the stone. Right. And so that kind of like backtracks of what he said. So it was like, what? what? Is he, is he going to be more compassionate now? <laughs> Yeah, so that kind of throws you because it's like, wait, you said you were going to keep the time stone no matter what, but yeah. yet you're so willing to give it up for Tony after mm-hmm. you looked at all those possible futures. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the same thing. It's like that has to be the only – that like there's no reason for that part to be in the movie if they weren't going to essentially prove that right. Well, because I know even like – my girlfriend even asked after we watched the movie, she's like, why didn't he just use the time stone to go back in time and just like beat Thanos or just like avert a lot of different things the same way that he defeated uh, that big deity thing in his own movie. And I was kind of thinking, well, maybe at that point, Thanos had already had what, two stones on the gauntlet. So maybe the time stone wouldn't have worked again against him. Wasn't the time stone, the mind stone, like the last one that he needed? Uh, And the soul stone. No, he had the soul stone. At that point in the movie? Yeah, because that's when Peter yeah. goes. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I think yeah. at that point, he already had two, at least two stones. So, like, with that, I think he could have, like, overpowered the time stone alone. Yeah. I but mean, that's not, even, not saying I'm disregarding your theory. No, I'm no, just no. saying. But even if he were to go back, he could still go back to where he didn't even have the gauntlet, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And But maybe he already looked at that. And it's like, even in trying doing that route, it just wouldn't yeah. work. Something yeah. else might come up later yeah. or whatever. Why, what I don't get is that why didn't, like, earlier in the movie, we see him, like, open up a portal and, like, chop some dude's arm off, I think, right? I, mm-hmm. I remember it that. It was one of those. It was one of the why children. Why didn't he do that to the gauntlet? 
Because maybe, it's a movie. Maybe because <laughs> the reality stone would have broken that. Oh, that's true. But would Thanos have been able to predict it if, after all, he has the time stone? <laughs> I'm scouring the internet to try and find this image of Peter Dinklage. Well, we're conversations over there. Little corner, still from some janky handy cam yeah, that somebody bought at Best Buy for thirty dollars. And, and even really if you were to this. find it, you'd probably only see him standing alone, so you wouldn't see that he's massive. Yeah, yeah. They totally like Sir Ian McKellen did and just put him on a green screen and made him super tall and. Yeah, but um, so CG, CGI. My favorite. I was really let down. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Like, I learned the special effects, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duh. Star Wars, really good. Really, really good. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> Had, it, they made their own engine for hair. Right. Okay. Their own program. Right. Okay. Okay. The smoke that they used. In Infinity War, looked like it was rendered in Octane. It looked like Ren from Corridor Digital rendered it. You it looked Ren's like his bad. test. Uh, for those that don't actually speak animation and all that stuff, can you give examples? Yeah, which Octane scene? is a program. Oh, oh. Well, I, mean, I know you. What you're talking about is a program, but give this like Dom. actual. Shut up, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, specifically, there's a scene in the end, I think I think when Thanos pops up out of nowhere, and there's like, it's like, opens up this portal and all this black smoke kind of comes through. Mm-hmm. Looks terrible. Okay. Also, 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 you can absolutely see the masks around Tony Stark. You can see the mask around P- uh, Peter Parker. And you, like, you can just, you can see where it's just a floating head, and that really bothers me. Because they decide to go with these, they decide, they decide to go with these CG suits. And they just don't work. They just don't. They don't look good. I think Iron Man 1 was the best at that because I think at some points... After, I believe it's like after Iron Man 3, they stopped using a practical suit. And I kind of understand because like it's hard to... Or, well, not kind of. I understand in a way because it's hard to manufacture those suits. And then the actor loses mobility. And then you have to deal with Tony Stark or with uh, Robert Downey Jr. complaining because the suit's uncomfortable and all those kinds of stuff. But like... Get on C-3PO's level. Didn't, yeah, exactly. It just... I was I was let down in the way that it looked. It was not didn't it didn't hold up. So you didn't like the whole my suit's made out of nanites now. I mean that's a cool concept, but boy did it but look like crap. Correctly. Nanites? What? Nanites? Yeah. So, so like, to you, Iron Man's suit is made out of nanobots. So, so essentially, it's like little particle effects. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. Well, they did in Transformers and it looked terrible. See, no, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. The first Transformers Jeff is movie, the 3D Jesus, by the way. So The, the first Michael Bay Transformers... Thank you. Worship me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first Michael Bay Transformers movie, regardless of what you think of story, the CG in that, like the Transformers, they looked fine. They were good. They looked excellent. The second one, no. The third one, a little better, but... They changed the design. The fourth movie, the fourth one, was garbage. Absolute. Because the fourth one, I'm asking you because I know you're a Transformers guy. Um, they had that's when they had Galvatron, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's when they did the stupid particle effects, and it looks terrible. Anyways, so if they did that with the suit, 
they did it with the suit, and then they also did it with a lot of the smoke and stuff. And I know, I know smoke is hard to make, but it's ILM. They created Star Wars. Yep. You know, like, they are the best special effects house ever. Well, you and I know they remember. could have made better smoke. Well, you got to remember, you know, in terms of time versus budget, who's in charge, like the directors. Like, Dumb. with Star Wars, with Star Wars, they that, that whole franchise is, like, very... It's his own special entity. These directors and the people in charge know that the fan base is much more critical of these movies, especially what the originals were all mostly practical effects. So when it comes to special effects, they want to make sure they're really top-notch, really good, and serves the purpose of the story, whatever. But if none of the same directors are in charge like for Star Wars as they are for Marvel, they're probably just not going to care as much. Even then, shoot a practical smoke. And then Action put your essentials. damn CG character in the middle of it. Like, it just didn't hold up well. And, like, for a movie that made 700-something million dollars in the first opening weekend or 268 million or whatever, like, a money that is very much going to – a movie that is very much going to make its money back, go all out, especially if it's that CG heavy. And I understand, yeah, there's a lot of special effects shots. And, I and wasn't that scene only, like, seconds? Still. I wasn't like, even, because I don't even recall the smoke, really, because I was focused on the characters. I, I think it's just, like, in general, when Thanos comes out of a portal, goes in and out of a portal. It's, I mean, it's not It's not just that, too. Like, the suits just look cheap. Like, in Tony Stark. I didn't Stark, even notice, like, floating heads, so. For me, maybe I just it's know just, specifically for, for Maybe Iron it's Man. just because I know what to look for in terms of stuff like that, just because, like, I have done spent a little like, CG snob. Well, I mean, just but in general, when like when the next thing you watch any of those movies, just look for Iron Man and like when he's like doesn't have his helmet on and he's just in a suit, right it looks kind of weird. Like you'll it notice closed. it heavily. In, Is that how they're hiding it? You'll notice Whoa. it heavily in Civil War, um, and then again with this movie. And like, oh, so you noticed it in prior so, movie? And yeah. Even with um, when Bruce Banner was in the Hulkbuster, which I understand. Like maybe okay. Maybe you could make the argument that there's LEDs or a HUD or something that's lighting that's underlighting him, but you can just tell that it's his head on a green screen. Like you can, you can. Just, oh, that one, yeah, that that one kind of. And bugged even if me. you look at Tom Holland, like the the suit in Homecoming wasn't was a practical suit, right? It was just the eyes that were CG, probably just because yeah. they changed, and because that's too hard to do with animatronics, but like. The suits that they made, like Iron Man, okay, if you want to do with the nanobot thing, I mean, that makes it easier because then it's just fluid. Then instead of making it out of mechanical parts and all that kinds of stuff, like in the originals with actual but then casting, it kind of serves his progression as a as the character, the evolution of the technology. To have crap CG? <laughs> well, no, just what they're trying to do with in the what story. He, what, in the story. What I'm saying is that within, like, that's fine. You can have it like that, and you can have a couple special effects shots with a suit, but just make a practical suit. For the moments that he's in there, make it a practical suit. And I understand that a lot of the times that you would see Iron Man in general, he's flying around and blasting and all that kind of stuff, and it's a CG character anyways. But, like, that, like the way you get things to work properly is, like, you mix special effects with practical, and when it looks like it's a special effects shot, you can tell it's a special effects shot. And, like, it just... Like, with Spider-Man, they didn't need to have the CG suit. They could have very well easily just made that and just made it look like a... High glossy suit. But what about the arms? 
What do you mean? What about the arms? You're talking about the webs on the arms? The spider legs on the suit. Oh, that part. I mean, that's fine. You're still mixing a practical suit with a legit or with a CG spider. Okay. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's. I was just, I was really let down on that because it's like okay, Avengers movie. It's gonna be a CG, you know, gore fest event essentially. But I was just I was I don't know I was let down about that. I was kind of that irritated me because it's like you could you're gonna make enough money off this movie, so do it right and make the special effects really good, really really good. Again, I just think it's the directors at that point just like Which we I, we don't want to go like go all out and like make sure that the special effects are done right the same way I, as I think that people at Lucasfilm are trying to do. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the, it was just like they were still trying to cram for time and they didn't have enough. I'm pretty, I thought they were working on this movie for like years. but Maybe they spent it all on the effects of the reality stone, like turning people into what folded paper and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Now I really want to see it. I want to see these effects. You would, you, I think you would agree with me. I mean, probably. I've never, Mar- like, Marvel movies have never had stellar CG. Like, never. To me. I don't know. I remember. Well, I mean, like, so, so, like, the Iron Man suit, like, in the original, right, in, in Iron Man, when it was CG, like, it looked fine. Well, right? It was practical. Well, well, see, the thing is, going with that. A lot of it was. No, no, no see, that, that, so th- the there's. First, um, in the first few, yeah. Hmm. So there's uh, like a little documentary, uh, Industrial Light and Magic. They do this documentary like five, like five years ago, hmm. and they interviewed John Favreau because of his work with Iron Man One, hmm. and he thought that the CG was terrible, and the the special effects people they told him that's the actual suit, like the real suit, and he's like, whoa, that's when I realized that special effects has come such a long way that I can't even tell the difference. So I would say, yeah, a lot of the parts in the Iron Man 1 are practical, at least with the suit. I know, I know at no. least the War Machine one, they're the big, giant, metal, hunky one that he made out of iron in the cave. Like, that one is a legit suit. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. then even, like, you can still find images of, like, Iron Man where at least this part was practical. Like, just yeah, the yeah. chin part, and, like, they didn't have the faceplate on it, but they lit the actor from underneath so it helped give it that like he's in a HUD type thing mm-hmm. like they lit it a certain way as for this I feel like they really just have Robert Downey Jr. in a performance capture suit and he's running around and doing this kind of crap yeah it's not like you know there needs to be practical elements to make it realistic looking yeah I mean that's what Star Wars has been doing well recently they've been doing a lot of practical stuff exactly and it works look I at mean, Mad Max in Solo there's this well, gosh, you haven't seen the trailers. I can't. Mm. I have. I've seen, well, I've seen the newest one. Okay. You know, the, the card table, you know, with all the, the people around it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like all these practical suits. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks good. fantastic. And you can't tell me that Marvel does not make enough money of Star Wars. Yep. Marvel has surpassed Star Wars. Infinity War has surpassed Force Awakens for the most, uh, for one of the top grossing movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But they again, it, it kind of goes. Back. I think it goes back to what I said: is that Star Wars is a separate entity where it's much more special. It it just hits the core to its fan base a lot more than these Marvel movies do. So when it comes to Star Wars, when it first debuted, it was all practical, some special. And then when George Lucas made the prequels, people were bashing it a lot because of the special effects. Is not there's not a lot of That's practical true. elements. So then when they made the sequel trilogy they try to do this revert back yeah revert back to more practical effects yeah it looks great but these marvel movies are just don't hit the same way as star wars has it it just hasn't been along for that 
for much time, you know, different, very different mentality of, I think, where they're coming from. I guess. I don't know. I just... I'm not. I I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to just pitch in, like from what. Yeah. No. I, I understand side. what you're saying. It's just, I mean, if they, it's a blockbuster movie, and it's going to be the blockbuster movie of the year, you know, mm-hmm. which is essentially, which is essentially what Infinity War was trying to be. Yeah. Like. Yeah, we go all knew all it was going to be a big maybe, movie. Like, throw everything at it and hope it works. Like. Maybe they have two separate teams for Star Wars and. Marvel stuff. Well, let me ask I you guys this, because I know I'm pretty sure you guys understand mm-hmm. like the world of media a little bit better than me. Like, it's not just one department making these movies. Like, they go over across the world, you know, different departments, Sometimes. different companies to make this movie. Like, right? I'm assuming that's the case. Sometimes it depends. Um, certain mean, production houses are good at certain things. Yeah, I can't speak for what they do for these movies, but I know that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Is offloading to like you know uh, overseas and whatnot, like um, Rebels. Did most of their animation overseas? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bolly or um, like Bollywood and a lot of Indian companies are actually some of the best uh, special effects houses in the world. Yeah, but ILM does all di- all Disney stuff, so I don't know if they would necessarily outsource Marvel and all that kinds of stuff. I don't know if they would necessarily trust such a major property with these other special effects houses. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge special effects market in Canada, and they're they're starting to more outsource because America sucks for special effects work because. Like the the um, the studio who made Life of Pi, right? Beautiful movie. Can't tell the tiger is CG. Looks like a real tiger, right? Right. Gorgeous. Movie. The studio went out of business. Oh. It doesn't exist anymore. Damn. Just because they won an Oscar does not mean they're going to survive. So. Special so just effects. because it's beautiful doesn't mean they're going to make money on it. The, like I watched a documentary that I think even one of the news stations around town did, but it was something like. They said something like, if your studio is breaking even every year, you're lucky. Yeah, I mean, like, special It's such a difficult work, field. Like, I, I'm good at, like, the 3D stuff, right? I do not want to go work at ILM or any place like that to do effects at all. Because effects, it's revisions after revisions yep. after revisions. And, and you, dailies you, after dailies after dailies. Yep, and you don't make the money for it. You, you just don't. So... I can see that, you know. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of, uh, actually, oddly enough, is a lot of uh, Mexican, American, well, now Mexican Americans, but a lot of, his, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, I guess, Latin, Mexican, Mexican people <laughs> come from Mexico. I don't know why I was trying to be PC about that, but um, <laughs> they come from Mexico and they actually. Don't say. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> um, they come from Mexico and they go and work at ILM and they work in these special effects houses. And like a lot of them say, like you'll be working eighty to hundred hours a week. And they, uh, the special effects industry has one of the highest suicide rates. Um, and they say like, yeah, you'll be making one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, but you'll be working eighty hours a week and you don't go home. And most and of the time, you don't get paid for overwork thing. for overtime. And it's honestly, it's it's a hard industry. If like people think the film industry is hard, like. Special effects in general is just murder on people. Yep. Quite literally. And I wanted to go work for one of those companies. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I had planned. I was like, oh, it'd be cool to work at like ILM one day or, you know, when people know that you're like doing animation. I mean, that's, that's not to say that people don't enjoy it. I'm cool, sure people right. love it. Like, you know, who's, you know, if you could just say that you work on the newest Star Wars movie, like, I'd be like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not all glory, it's not all glamorous, like it may seem. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It's, hmm. yeah. <laughs> this conversation really went like in a whole different direction. It was good though. It was yeah. a good conversation. We, we went from Infinity War and like 
oh man, everyone died to the special effects industry needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide rates. <laughs> Suicide rates in the special effects industry. Trigger warning, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Let me ask Pull you this, Jeff. All right. Do you know who makes a surprise appearance in the movie? Do I know who makes a surprise appearance? He's, surprise he's appearance? asking Jeff. Do I know? From where? What? A certain character makes it a comeback uh-huh. in this movie. From what? What? I don't know. Who the fuck are you talking about? Who? When oh. they go, when they go to that planet to find the Soul Stone, that character that they meet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, oh, I knew I would know it as soon two? as you. Yeah. Talked Dude. about it. Do you like Captain America? Well, what? It's Red Skull. Oh, I heard about that. Never mind. I already knew that. Yeah. Oh, oh spoiler. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. To, to be fair, I forgot about it, but I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad. I forgot I was, about it too until you were like, oh. I felt bad. I was feeling kind of chummy that night because I was like, this movie is not fun. And um, the person that I was with was like, oh my gosh, that's Red Skull. I was, I like, was what's even like, oh my god. I was like, what's his name? They're like, Red Skull. I was like, that's a dumb fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And they were just like, okay. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. But yeah. I mean, is it worse or better than Black Mask from Batman? To be honest, it's not better or worse than any other superhero name. Let's be honest. I will say one of the funniest parts of the movie, though, was towards the beginning when he called the guy Squidward. Yeah. Oh, is that why? Because, <laughs> like I said before, there's Follow a the wizard. about it. Yeah. And yeah, there's, yeah, like, yeah. the out-of-context, like, images that don't relate to the movie at all, and there's always Squidward. <laughs> yeah, Squidward. He, he like, he's like Squidward over there, and like points at this guy who looks like Squidward, and that was the funniest joke of the entire movie. No. Or also, day. oh, we're moving, our, we're using our, our made-up names. That one was pretty funny too. That's in the trailer, I think, though. So. They, yeah. memes. Oh, I saw the meme. Speaking of that, where it's like, hi, I'm Master Anakin Skywalker. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Okay, I'm Spider. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just, just uh, Anakin's like, oh. <laughs> there's a ton. There's a ton of memes about the whole turning into dust thing, you know. So that's kind of how I found out about that. Like the windows oh, okay. um, fading away, Bill. What's happening to me? Yeah, there's a lot of that. So I kind of knew, but I think that's gonna do it. We're gonna wrap this one up. Good conversations today. Um, yeah. So we did this on the last podcast, and I want to do it still. Please, if you want to ask us questions, we would love to answer them. Or just any suggestions you have on Twitter, use the hashtag Swords and Lasers. It'll pop up on the screen. That's lasers with an S, not a Z, an S. Unfortunately. And we will answer any questions you have just to get some interaction from people through Twitter. Uh, and we'll try and answer those next time if we have enough. Um, you know, we would have done it probably around now. but Yeah, we're, we're still a, a fresh podcast. We're still yeah. babies. <laughs> and that's something to note is that there's the still going to be constant changes with this. I should probably look at this one. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll look at yours. If it's so on. Uh, there's going to be constant changes to this in the format and the setup and how we do it. You know, today we did more of a cold open. You know, last time we did more of a, hey, welcome to Storage and Lasers. This is the first thing we're saying today. Uh, so bear with us as we change things around and find our footing still. But thank you very much for watching. We will see you next time on Storage and Lasers. With a Z. With a, no, S. Ed, Z. S. I Z. almost agreed with you for a minute. Uh, Z. S. Z- it's just S. Z- Goodbye. My name is and good Zach. Z- Hashtags and Twitters and uh, Fade signs. Fade to black. Z- I'm going to do it right when you say it. <laughs>
<laughs> we should probably end our social media at some point. Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll just wait. Don't, 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 don